Hello, and welcome to A Night with the Dark Knight, the show that takes a look at Batman through the ages, for better or for worse. With your dynamic duo, Aidan Gula. And me, George Ellis. And tonight, we will be talking Batman the Animated Series. Yes. <laughs> Don't quite have the setup on my end, but thank you, Aidan, for demonstrating your DVD e version Egyptian, of Batman Egyptian the Animated moves. Series. It is a shame you only have the DVD version and not the incredible Blu-ray version, which... Well, it's only I, animation, though, isn't it? What's the difference? It's actually... It, it's actually... There is a bit of a difference because they've um, they've sharpened up all of the edges and that kind of thing. So it's basically more of what the original template was, but you get to see it. It is quite nice just having them on Blu-ray, you know? And Not on my version, so... No, I do have some of those over there i don't have a box of the originals because when i was younger i had it all kind of just separate i only had did the first two did you have, did you have the volumes kind of i had like the first series and the second series because those were available in england the the rest were um region locked to region one so i couldn't watch those on my dvd player so it was always like i remember when i was younger because I, I god i love the animated series when it came to watching it i would always Every like week, I check Amazon, seeing if they've got a, a, a region two series three and four. They didn't until like the like I only really got to watch the last two series until I was much older. I so, mean, yeah, the reason I've got this is because that was basically the first time it was properly released, yeah, probably ever. Because until then, every time it was in, um, if I go to HMV or any sort or other, uh entertainment stores are available but anytime i went to like that they'd only ever have like the volume one volume two because that's all that like, was i don't want this just uh, give me the lot i don't want volumes i know and 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 it's not like hmv decided to do that that's all they could give you because that's the yeah, only that's stuff our released. dvd players so were this, allowed to play so when this box set got released i was like i'm having that mm. i'll probably Thank get that at much. some point because it'd be nice to have the original box set as well as the blu-rays but yeah enough of our blu-ray <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Blu-ray. Um, no, Batman the Animated Series, as you can probably tell, one of my, or if not my favorite Batman thing, thing ever. ever. I love it so much. What do you think of the animated series, Aiden? Well, I'm sure you know it. As I'm sure you know I love it very much. Not as much as you, because that's stupid, impossible, stupidly impossible, but I do. I've never finished it, though, <laughs> funnily enough. I've never got as far as... Um, I've never done, well, it's series four, but I've never done that. And it's not series four, but whatever. And then uh, I think I've only got halfway through series three or something. But I do love it very much. And but, series one and, one and two, I've probably seen quite a few times. It, so I was, when I was watching the episodes for these, for this for uh, this podcast, I was like, God, I've seen these a million times. But let's just watch them again. I know, that means if, they just fly by. So If it were any other series, I'd be annoyed that you haven't finished it. But because... As we've just said, the last two series well, seasons seasons because they're American were always region locked. I'll allow it because it's like as a kid you just couldn't watch those ones. So it's yeah, like as an adult, it's but hard. But then you to... then think when I get access to them, I'd go let's watch them rather You'd than going back to number one. But I'm listen, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt here <laughs> instead of it's, beating uh, you up. I just get bored of things after a while. <laughs> I've, I've still <laughs> never finished uh, X Men the animated series. No, and you obsess with that. And I was obsessed with that for months. The last two seasons of that, I just was mm. like, I'm bought, I'm, on, I'm obsessed with something else now. Move on. Yeah. I will get round to. I will. But to, so today, this week, 
Um, we're not just talking Batman the Animated Series. We're talking, is Batman the Animated Series the definitive version of the Batman mythology? Yes. Because that's the question I've yes, posed to you. That's the question Aiden posed to me, and that's the question that most of the discussion today will revolve around, because the point is, yes, it's a wonderful TV show, but is it really the perfect version? Is it really? (laughs) No, because is it really the perfect version of Batman's whole shtick? Because we know Batman's very good in it, but is everything really top-notch? Yeah, because obviously you made me watch five episodes. It sounds like I was forced to watch it, but that's not not what I meant. You made me watch five episodes. You you actually suggested seven, but those last two are optional, so anything that's that's optional, I never do it. I know. Um, (laughs) <laughs> so uh, I've watched five, but that's that, that it spans across two pages of notes, which is quite surprising considering when we do Doctor Who, you can't even see that, can you? If we do Doctor Who, one episode spans across two pages of notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, because the point is I wasn't focusing on minor things. I mean, there's a couple of minor things that are just my general frustrations with um, Batman the Animated Series anyway. But uh, <laughs> um, besides that, they are just overarching themes rather than going, well, I don't think this moment here was quite very good. It was nothing like that. Ignored. So it's mm. not really a case of, let's focus in on the third scene from Robin's Reckoning, for example. It's just let's talk villains and yes. Batman. Characters and just... Characters. That's the main thing. Themes. Themes. That kind of thing. Themes and, and, and whether themes. or not the episode is good as well. Well, so, I think all five, all five. Yes, were good I mean, episodes. I could have given you one of the worst episodes, and I still would have been sitting here saying it's quite good. Good, yeah. But what is the worst episode about the Eric series that you think? I think uh, it's hard. Probably, I got Batman in my basement for me. It's just a bit tedious. It's oh, like, come on, I do know, I, I do know that one. <laughs> get Batman out your basement. I don't want. I want Batman. I don't want Batman in your basement. But it's 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 it's. That one's very much a, a kids one because it's like kids and Batman, and it's like that's I I it, it was good as a kid. Now I'm just like skip, but yeah, it's it does what it's meant to do, and that's fine. And the best episode, not what is seen as the best. What is your what personal you favorite? Um, forgotten. The forgotten. Yes. I think which I'm, will be touching on next week but. yes i'll touch on that a little bit next week it's it is my favorite but because it's not seen as the best whenever i do any googling and it's like what shall i like for this i did some googling of what people see as the best didn't come up there at all because most people don't really seem to remember it that well so uh the irony so i finished what <laughs> god's sake They've forgotten, so, forgotten. yeah I, i'm with you so i finished doing the episodes for this series and i was like for this episode and i was like should have done forgotten and I just forgot to watch it. <laughs> but there you go. No, the episodes we've covered today, this week, are Joker's Favor, Heart of Ice, Beware the Grey Ghost, Robin's Reckoning, Two-Parter, and I would have liked Aiden to watch The Cat and the Claw, but he decided against I, yeah. it. Well, <laughs> I didn't have time. Uh, well, I did, but I got hopelessly distracted. Yeah. But um, I watched That's... three last night and two this morning. That's what I did. Um yeah. But I, I know I know that one. That's the one with Catwoman and that, that lass in the red outfit. I've seen that one enough times. I know claw. Yeah. yeah. The lass no. in the red outfit. 
Yeah. She does wear red, doesn't she? That's yes, <laughs> it's it's a, like a red leotard. Yes. I suddenly doubted myself when I said that. <laughs> I could remember I could remember the red claw thing, but I thought, wait, maybe she's actually wearing black. But um, yeah. Well, I'm glad you watched the main ones at the very least. Otherwise, this wouldn't work if you were just like, no. Well, actually, I don't actually, actually watch you sent me a screenshot of your notes, and that only had five episodes on it. So technically, and then I added Cat and the Claw when I was looking through. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> okay. But I didn't say I didn't save that message, so. Let's start with just an overarching. Does would you say from like a, a first impressions kind of thing? Does it That's still not really first impressions? Is it? Well, you know, no. What I mean is, does it still stand up <laughs> for the test oh, of time right. and nostalgia? So you've got a fond memory of this show a little bit, but do, did it still work, or would you say it's a bit? Mm. No, I think it's. The thing we were saying last week about Gotham, I don't know if you even kept this discussion in, could have cut it for all I know. I but, kept um, most of the stuff. Um, about You can tell really because Gotham is timeless, essentially, because it's like 1940s, but it's not 1940s, and the 60s have happened. So we're post-60s, mm-hmm. or post-50s at least, um, but it looks like the 1940s, yet we have the technology of the future. It's all very all over the place. So that means that makes it timeless and it can't date that. You can't really have it be dated, this program. Um, does it, are there things that have happened to Batman since that it doesn't include? Not that I can think of. Some modern stories like The Court of the Owls, which is seen as one of the best modern ones, but that is incredibly modern. That's twenty early twenty tens kind of, not and like is early twenty ten. But is that maybe a bit too adult for the animated series to be dealing with? Anyway? It, I, yeah, the animated series probably wouldn't have been able to do it because it is very much it is quite dark. It's quite but, a big. You, it's because like at most you get a two parter as well, and that seems like to be quite a hefty story. Yeah. Can you really do that in fifty minutes? Probably mm. not, actually. Probably but not. um, it's. I know. I don't think there is much. There are definitely something that, that are some things that have come since. But the interesting thing is Batman the Animated Series itself is responsible for most of those developments and mm. new creations kind of thing. So let's start with one new creation. Well, not a new creation. And a, a, a retelling of a classic character in a much better light. Let's start with Heart of Ice. Okay. I had, no idea where that, I had no idea where that was going then. Okay, Heart of Ice. Thank God. That's the first one I watched, so that makes sense. Yeah, the first thing I wrote was, something I said to you, was um, Mr. Freeze is a villain that you can very, very easily do wrong. Because what have you got? You've got a bloke who freezes things. <laughs> very simple to get wrong. Yet, it doesn't. No. Do you want to know why I mean, it doesn't? Why? Because it was the first time Mr. Freeze had Nora Freeze. Ah, bloody this Nora. Is the, this is the first time Mr. Freeze was given depth, was was turned from less of a villain and more into a victim of circumstance and very much a tragic character. And that's so that's that's why this one is done so well as Mr. Freeze because it's the first one doing Mr. Freeze as the Mr. Freeze we know today. Yes, Mr. Freeze with a proper origin rather than a in the case of how he was in the bits of Batman 66 where I've seen where it is just, I'm a guy 
and I freeze things. Oh, yes. <laughs> or even, I mean, um, Batman and Robin came after this, and that still falls into the same, I'm a guy. But, cop- yeah. But I'm pretty, isn't Nora Freeze in that one? Very potentially, but I think she might they've be. still, but they've still lent, I mean, they've still lent into just that. They've gone too far into the cold element mm-hmm. rather than being like, you know, this is a character. We're not just yes. going off the concept here. It's gone, yeah, but he's cold. Going, well, yeah, even also, even sorry, even recently in the comics, um, they did do a. Uh, it, when I say recently, it's probably like five years ago because that's when I when this one came out. But the new Fifty Two, they actually did Mister Freeze again, and they turned him back into this terrible villain they actually made him more of a lunatic by saying Nora Freeze is just a random patient so it's all Mr. Freeze is very weirdly done in Batman lore he's either done really really well or terribly there's no in between Hmm. and Heart of Ice was the without it Mr. Freeze would just be terrible and um, Heart of Ice isn't just known for how it does Mr. Freeze it is often seen as the best episode in Batman the animated series. Not I just do by disagree with that though. Ah, but not just by the fans, <laughs> but also by critics as well, because the um TV show won a daytime Emmy for best writing. Outstanding writing. It's all well and, it's all well and good, but I disagree with that being. Why the best do, why do you disagree? Because <laughs> it's good and there are good elements from it. But I don't and it's great for what it did with Mr. Freeze. But other than that, I don't think there's anything to stand out hmm. like you've got obviously mr freeze is the big element of that it's like yeah cool we've got a great backstory for him that's basically it like you've got that nice bit when the batman saves that guy with the legs sure but then doesn't he save the day by just throwing chicken soup at him or something you completely like, lost me for a second i was like saves the guy with the legs i was like how does he <laughs> use that how was exp- in my mind i had him grabbing a guy by the legs and just dragging him across <laughs> <laughs> but no, that um, back to tank thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. But um, that's actually quite interesting because a part like, of like, me... other, other than the Mr. Freeze origin, I find it quite a generic stop the monster of the week kind of story. Yeah, because a part of me does agree with you. And as I've, I, I've just said, Forgotten is my favorite episode. So it's like, it isn't my favorite. I think it's a very strong episode, but I do, a part of me does agree with you it can't it, it's like it, i'm not i'm annoyed bad, i kind of no i know i'm a, but it's like yeah <laughs> it is no, ama- it's amazing it's amazing but i sort of like my 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 best and my favorite align in uh the animated series and that is beware of the gray ghost that's not just because you know, oh, adam west is in it no i think it's an incredibly layered story and there's a lot of meta things going on i think it's an incredibly well-written thing to me that's not just it's not just a monster of the week thing you've got things about batman as a fandom you've got batman as a character you've got bruce wayne as a character you've got bruce wayne's grief you've got adam west you've got all these things all going on in 25 minutes yet heart of ice is just mr freed's got an origin story throw chicken soup at him the end that's basically it it's not just <laughs> no i that's i like it's Layered, I get what you're saying. Right. Yeah, no, no, that's good. But I do think Heart of Ice is quite layered as well. Because I do really enjoy how Heart of Ice blurs the lines between good and evil. Like, like the Grey Ghost is a good episode, but the villain is very much the villain there. Whereas in this, the villain is 
Boyle, I forget his first name. Why have I forgotten his first name? Is Mr. Boyle from um, Goth Corp. And I, it's the villain isn't Mr. Freeze. He's the victim. And I really, I like, I like but it being more. Things, but it's the kind of thing just, I'd say is the difference is Beware the Grey Ghost isn't about the villain. There happens to be a villain, but it's like, that's not the point. Mm. Whereas the Mr. Freeze one, Heart of Ice, how many things have we seen where the villain's quite sympathetic? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, all right. It's been done a billion times. Whereas, yeah, since whereas, Batman the Animated Series. But whereas the Grey Ghost, I can't think of anything that has the same kind of layer. And, and does meta- it without being cheesy. And meta-narrative that where the grey ghost does yeah i could write an essay on where the grey ghost i, I, I think i can I tell that i think I, I do think, <laughs> yeah i can tell damn i should have done forgotten then i could then i could have my own well, um, we'll do that episode. next week oh yeah we will but um no i heart of ice i do really like and i do i do find mr freeze to be one of my favorite batman villains because of the fact he is so conflicted and often batman finds it tough to punish Mr. Freeze because it's like this guy he's tortured and the only reason he's going after Ferris Boyle there we go that's his name is because of what he did it's not for any other reason he was just trying to save his wife and I find that really wonderful actually and it's and it's a great and it's and it's I think the episode is, is good for kids as well like for just and just for people because it shows the moral it's moral of the story isn't about don't get revenge because, well, it is kind of, but it's also that the evil people do get their comeuppance in the end. Cause my favorite line of the entire show is good night humanitarian. When Batman says that to Ferris Boyle, when he's stuck in the ice and he just leaves him there for the police. It's one of my favorite lines because it's very much just like, yeah, Batman will stop Mr. Freeze from killing you and killing all these people. But really, he's not doing it to save you. He is because it's part of his code. But realistically, I believe Batman is deep down doing it to save Mr. Freeze from going that step further, you know? Mm. And I find that incredibly poetic. And I do... One thing I love about Batman villains is how they can be so layered. Like even Joker, he's an evil, evil piece of work. But in some of the comics, and like The Killing Joke, he's given this layer where he is evil and terrible. But you can understand... You, you don't sympathize with why he is what he is, because he chooses to be evil. But you can understand what pushed him there. And it adds layer. And I do love that about the villains in Batman. And Batman the Animated Series does it wonderfully. But, um... Yeah. But with... And Chicken Soup, sorry. I do... What's the best way to fight it's, a cold? It's a p- it was just in brackets p- in my notes. <laughs> it's a pathetic ending, I do think. I do. Th- I, I get what you mean, but it's still a kid's show and it is quite nice. But I, but I think I have a real soft spot for this episode because I just, I just, I really like this episode. Yeah, no, I'm saying I love this episode, but it's the kind of thing where I just think... Is it really number like when people say Blink is the best Doctor Who episode? I go, is it though? Because the Doctor's not even in it. That's basically how I feel about this one. It's kind of like, is this really the best one? Because yeah, you've got other episodes that are far more deep than. I get throw you. a warm throw a warm <laughs> thing at the cold man. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, uh, fair enough. 
But you've been blabbering a lot about the Grey Ghost. Grey Be- Ghost, God damn it! <laughs> the Grey Ghost. Beware the Grey Ghost. Starring... I'm about to sing the theme tune, but I can't even remember what it is. Considering that's the one. Considering this is my most watched episode of Batman the Animated Series, it's time. It's the kind of episode I go, oh, I really fancy Batman the Animated Series. And then I watch this one, and that's that fix <laughs> sorted. Then I can move on with my life. <laughs> that is me with Forgotten. <laughs> that is basically what I do. It's that's either basically... Forgotten or any episode with Robin in. I love Robin in this. Yeah, it's, it's probably the reason I haven't watched series three or four. Because it's like, going, oh, I really fancy watching Batman series. Let's just watch Grey Ghost first. And then that does it. I'm going, as that box ticked, I can move on. So it's got everything in it for me, that one has. No, obviously, obviously, I mean, I did say this isn't the only reason I love it. But the first, because, no, you know, I always my notes are always plus or a minus and then. Mm-hmm. you're very black and white there and it, it's like where's your where's your grays i've got one just bullet point but that comes oh. uh that's from that's from robin's reckoning that's when i had an idea but i thought is this oh, a positive well, or well, a negative we're, we're not on robin's oh. reckoning we're on the great no, ghost i was i was teasing i wasn't going to say what it was always teasing. Um, but my my first plus for beware the great ghost is just adam west that's <laughs> all it says <laughs> So I'm here going, it's not just because Adam, Adam West is in it, damn it. And the first thing I write down is Adam West. No, beware the grey ghost. It's such an easy thing to get wrong, this idea. Bringing in an old actor who played the character yeah. in kind of this meta fourth wall breaking story. It's so easy to do badly. And I think it's probably done badly in loads of other mediums. And it's hard for me to give you specifics, but I've but I'm sure it has been done in yeah. a bad way. But it is done brilliantly. Like, it is such an incredible... It's self-aware, but also quite self-effacing. But also, it's not... The show itself isn't up itself. It's uplifting what it's like to be a fan of Batman. And I think and that also, is wonderful. And also, I mean, I don't know the ages of the people who made Batman the Man, the animated series, but one would assume they grew up watching 66. Mm-hmm. So it's their way of doing a love letter to Batman 66 while also pointing out the things they did wrong. And yeah. I think that's the kind of the really nice line for it to have. Because isn't there a fun fact that if they couldn't get Adam West, they weren't going to do the episode? Isn't that? I'm sure I've. I've read heard that, that somewhere. somewhere, yes. But I. But like, when it comes to fun facts for this episode, sorry if I'm derailing you, but um, yeah. the the most important thing for this episode isn't anything to do with the episode, really. It's the fact it validated Adam West's term as Batman, because at the yeah. time a lot of people were very much because this was post Michael Keaton's Batman and Tim Burton's iteration people were very much like uh adam west they were always like they were always trashing the poor guy saying that he was a terrible version blah 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 blah. but what this show did this episode is it validated him being batman it said yeah he was batman and he was good he was his own version it was giving him time in the spotlight again and really showing you that there's a place for that kind of hero in today's world and really showing you that and I think the best way of doing it is by showing, as the episode did, he was basically Batman. Like, Batman had heroes when he was younger, that kind of thing. And they were cheesy, and they're good, and there's a place for them. And it's... 
And also a way of also saying, it's also a way of saying you're literally watching a version of Batman now that you wouldn't have if it wasn't for that. Because Batman is what, Batman 66 is what first introduced him as the pop culture icon, as we've said in a previous episode. And without, without this fella, you don't get to this fella. So it was like, um, I really very much, uh, I very much enjoy that as it's just, you know, I did put, uh, represents how 66 affected 90s Batman. Cause that is, it's, it is saying you don't get to us mm-hmm. without them. And that's, it's, it's just, it's a wonderful thing doing that. But, um, the episode itself, I think it's a strong episode. Yeah. And even as a, as an episode, like just ignoring what it represents for the wider, you know, Batman fandom, it's still, it's a good kind of an interesting look at Batman. Cause it's, you know, it's how many origin films have we seen where he just sees a few bats, then he goes, aha, Batman. But in this one, it kind of goes, it kind of goes, he saw those bats and instead of then, having some deranged idea to seeing bats fly over you and think I'm going to dress up as one of you. It kind of implies, you know, well, actually this is, it all plays into the trauma. It all comes together because in his child brain, his parents are dead. He he combines that with uh, this TV show he watches. And then that's, and then he sees the bats and then he goes, aha, Greg goes Batman. eh? I've got an idea here. And I, I like that as an interpretation there. I, I also like it because and also the, and also the fact that I love the one of my favorite things like I'd I'd love I re, I wish would kind of be explored slightly more in Batman interpretations is the way that Alfred basically failed Bruce Wayne because if he had just sent him to therapy Batman wouldn't have happened do you know what I mean yeah. <laughs> just take him to just take him to grief counseling he'd be all right but instead Alfred probably just went watch this TV show. <laughs> then that's made him go ah, beating people up is quite good yeah, isn't it? Goggles. <laughs> and i quite like if you inter- interpret that as well it's like how the way alfred failed and basically batman is bruce wayne rather i always say batman when i mean bruce wayne but you know what i'm saying well batman sees more he calls himself batman in his own brain he doesn't refer to himself as bruce oh uh, okay so technically i'm you're correct correct but uh yeah, I just like that as like it's a weird, it's a weird trauma thing where his parents are dead. Alfred hasn't helped him, so instead he just goes, "TV show, let's do that." And it's a strange, it's it's a strange. You can only really put it in a something pop culturally like an animated series. Like I think if you put that in, a, like imagine if the in the Batman, which is looking to be very dark and gritty, as in with Robert Pattinson, they went, "Yeah, he got the idea from a TV show." You'd be like. Come yeah, <laughs> but also, also, all this episode did was put it front and center. I I believe that that, that everyone is in, is influenced by what they watch when they're younger. Obviously, like I'm heavily influenced by Batman the animated series, but I still talk about it, you know. But I'm sure there's loads of shows that are somewhere in the back of my mind that I don't remember, like I can't recall properly, but they're all there and they all made up kind of my beliefs and all that kind of thing. So although this kind of stuff isn't very is probably won't be front and center in the batman the gray <laughs> ghost but it's still important and 
it would have still it would still be there if it were a real thing. But in this episode, it does put it front and center. And obviously, because it is an animation, as you've said, it works and it's allowed to do this bit weirder thing. Mm. And the episode itself is, in- I think, it's incredibly strong because of how it is meta, but it's not forcing itself in any place. It's very much this kind of story is very real and can happen an actor at a work known for a famous thing blah 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 but it kind of all falls through but then you just add a splashing of a guy in tights who wears a cape and pointy ears and then you get something a bit different but it's it's a very heartwarming story i think and i think the main thing here is it's the idea that for me the a part of me that really enjoys this episode is because Batman had a hero when he was younger. And for me, Batman's kind of my hero when it comes to pop culture. And that's a really nice parallel. And when I was younger, a lot of that would have kind of gone over, would have gone over my head. But now watching it, it's like. The way that Grey Ghost has inspired Batman is the way that Batman inspires the audience. And it's that continuous layer upon layer thing see what i'm getting at here you've got layers that you don't have i like mm. considering heart of ice is literally called heart i think there is more heart in this one because mm-hmm. there's far more it's a love letter from the people who have made it there's a love letter from the actual character there's a love letter from the audience there's just so many different things that's going well that represents that and this represents this that i think it is it makes it far more wholesome and enjoyable watch it's and it's Dark I don't think wholesome, well. wholesome is something you get to say about Batman very often. No, no. <laughs> Especially in a story where you know, buildings are blowing up and things. That's so. something I'd say a lot about the animated series. Not the new adventures of Batman, which is the fourth season. Like that new one, you know what I'm talking about? The first yeah. three series of Batman, the animated series, I'd say it is relatively wholesome as a show. I think it's dark, it's gritty, but it doesn't go out of its way to be depressing. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, if it's got two options where Batman either saves a day or he fails, it'll choose he saves a day. It doesn't go out of its way to make the audience feel worse because at its core, it's still a kid's show. And I Mm. think that is, I think for Batman, the animated series, it being a kid's show is so important for it not being just too dark. It helps keep it just above water. And that means you've got those layers and it has to, and it has to layer the dark elements. Otherwise it is just dark. It has to layer it with some light, with some wholesome. It has to really work there. And I think that's probably the reason why it still holds up today. You know, Mm. it's just, it's, it's, it's such a wonderful show. It's nice being able to talk about it in such a critical manner, but um, yeah. Something else I wrote as well was kind of like um, when we did the 89 episode. Was that last week? Why does that feel like long ago? It it feels only only last week. I know. I feel like that was about three years ago or something that we did that. But we were talking about how uh, people didn't react to Michael Keaton's casting kind of very well. You know, they were saying, oh, it's a sitcom actor. And I kind of think the act, the, um, I kind of think (laughs) the villain, I kind of think the villain in this is kind of that sort of, loose representation on um kind of talk this is how i interpreted it anyway as on toxic fans and he's kind of like going i'm gonna do this show the way i remember this show to get my way that kind of thing i think that's kind of because this is obviously post keaton i kind of think i wonder if that's you've got the 
their writing is in art. Do you remember? Do you remember Batman 66, that thing we all loved, but then you've still got the other side that is like, oh, that was crap. And Keaton's a crap Batman. And da, 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 da. And I think that vill- the villain in it, whatever the hell he's called. Yeah, but that's, I think that's kind of, that's how I interpreted him to represent that. The other side of the fan base that is like, no, we don't like Adam West. Yes. And I, that, that's, I 100% agree with you there. That's very much what it's like today. You know, Robert Pattinson gets cast. Half the community is like, ooh, he might be quite good. The other half's like, no, what are you doing? I love Ben Affleck. And then when it was Ben Affleck, they hated Ben Affleck. It's like, what's, what's going on? But <laughs> it's, it's very that's much that. Too, though, that's us too, though, isn't it? You yeah. were going, oh, Robert Pattinson, interesting. And I was going, really? But that's... <laughs> that's Twilight. But you, no, I get you. But you get what I'm saying <laughs> when it comes to... <laughs> Listen, he'll be good, okay? I hope he's good. Otherwise, this will be... I'll just yeah, I wasn't all go- these I, videos. I wasn't going... Um, yeah, because I went, really, Robert Pattinson? But I didn't go, right, let's get a bomb on a remote control car and let's drive this around. That'd be I mean, extreme, if you right? had the remote control car, you might have tried it. You, you haven't drone, got the I tools. could do that. <laughs> this Robert Pattinson it's airstrike. Just like, it's just like a the smallest popper, just like boop, boop, boop. At, uh, but um, it's, it's, obviously it's a drone, so it'd be dead loud, so he'd hear it coming. <laughs> what is that? But it's Van really again. slow, like eh. <laughs> and then it finally gets there and just goes. Poof. What was the point of that? Damn you, Robert Pattinson. Anyway. <laughs> oh brilliant but um no the villain is very much a parallel to the community toxic and, fandom yes toxic fandom and batman is the other side of that fandom you know it's 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 a it's, it's just a lovely episode really and the way it tells the story of both of all sides of the story, gives you what it's like to be on the receiving end with Simon Trent, Adam West character. And then it shows you what it's like to... Batman is brilliant at the parallels. I've said this before, Joker's, Joker and Batman are two sides of the same coin because they're both results of this of a bad day. It's how you deal with that. And then you've got this episode. One thing, the grey ghost, Adam West... And then you have two responses to it. You have Batman's, Bruce Wayne's, which is taking it in and kind of learning from it, kind of just the morals, that kind of thing, and just kind of using that in a good way kind of thing in a subconscious. And then you've got the other side of it, the toxic fandom, who makes remote control bombs. And it's like, that's the aggression. That's kind of the, oh, this isn't as good as I wanted it to be. This is the kind of the the entitlement, that kind of thing. Mm. And it's that I want more. It's greed, really. And it's a and it's power and it's a parallel. And I think um it's very well done because it has these parallels, but slap bang in the middle, you have Simon Trent. And it's you see really what it's like to be on the receiving end of this. And that's like you have just being pushed aside or you have being actively abused verbally mentally physically all that kind of stuff and you have um what it's like in the end of the episode which i think is probably one of the most beautiful elements beautiful moments from the show where bruce wayne says to him in at the book signing that um the gray ghost was his hero and just have that kind of even that tiny subtle thing to to someone who plays that kind of character it means a lot you know 
Like, do you think? Do you think Simon Trent knows Bruce Wayne's Batman? When he I like to think so. Even Batman. if he doesn't, I like to think so. Yeah, excited when because when he says, does he say like I used to watch it with my dad when he signs the video? Yeah. Then when he walks away, he says, "You're my hero." And I'm pretty sure doesn't Batman earlier on he, he mentioned that? My, yes, you're my hero. He, so I do think when he walks away, considering the, you know at the uh, I do find it quite weird that at the uh, video signing, it's a bunch of kids. Like, I mean, bunch listen, kids, the animators like, want didn't want to draw. Old middle-aged man, like, <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it would actually be. But yes, I, I was watching, but I was thinking, none of you kids would remember the great ghost. So why would you be getting a video signing? But anyway, um, and then it's just Batman, well, Bruce Wayne, just in the middle of it. And I do think he'd be like, who's who's this weirdo? And then when he says that thing, I do think when he walk away, you think that's Batman in it. Yeah. And yes, it is. I'm pretty sure it is hinted at there. But even if it, even if the writers came out and said, no, that's not, he doesn't know, I'd still be like, yeah, he does. Because he does. And of course he has to. It's wonderful. It's a brilliant episode. It really is. I do also quite like that, you know, the idea that Batman owns essentially Batman VHSs because, <laughs> <laughs> because uh, the way that I was essentially introduced to Batman the Animated Series is via VHS essentially because there was never on tv that i can remember i wouldn't have had the channels i only watched i only watched cbbc and uh citv so neither of them showed it so the only way i know that i watched batman the only series back in the day when i was a wee boy was on a weird vhs i have that i i'm not sure if it was episode i was saying this to you yesterday i'm not sure if it was episodes in order because those episodes in order would have been those episodes in order would have been. Um, da, 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 da. Would have been Joker's favor because Joke. The reason why I'm saying this is because we're now going to talk Joker's favor, and that was the one I remember. The episodes around it though are Fear of Clay and Fear Vendetta. Of clay. Feet of Clay. I can't yeah. read this. Look how small the writing is. Right? Do you really think I can what? read that? Look at that. I love how they've gone right. Words or just big pictures, <laughs> and it's, it's, it's tiny, it's less than half like the size. It is really like sometimes I'm like, What am I reading here? So, they're feet of clay, part one and two, and then Vendetta. I have no idea what Vendetta's about, I don't know that from the title. Vendetta, Do you know what Vendetta is? That's Ven Vendetta. I'm gonna, but either way, I don't remember those being on the VHS. The VHS I had, I believe it was just a random selection of episodes because I don't remember. It's that. the Killer Croc one. Yeah, that definitely wasn't on the video then. Um, so that, so the, so the, but the biggest episode I remember from that VHS that I owned was Joker's Favor. So it's probably one of, again, it's probably one of the episodes I've seen the most times, just because that was the only one I had on VHS and whatever other ones. But I'll, I'll have to find out one day what else yeah. is on that. Uh, it's like me with the video. First, it's like me with the first series. It's like I know that from like the back of my hand. You give me the third mm. series, I can name you every. I can, I know the episodes, but I can't really name them straight away them. exactly <laughs> so it's like so it was we want we wanted to do a joker's episode joker episode and it was a bit like well which one do we choose and i think that was quite a good one to choose really because i have a lot of nostalgia hmm. attached to it and of course harley's first appearance yes though it I comes like... late in the series so i do think does she, does she not pop up before that i mean the internet told me it was her first appearance so i'm almost certain it but, uh, but you've is. also said to me that the episodes are out of order because yeah there are there are twenty eight episodes in this series, and this is episode twenty two. Mm-hmm. 
when they were so first aired, 20... I'm pretty sure they were out of order. So that's 21 episodes before this that she doesn't appear in. Yeah. Is she not in The Last Laugh? Christmas with the Joker? Nope, Be a clown? In... Nope. She's not in any... Okay, so it is, it is Holly's first appearance then. It's just Last... quite late. Quite late in the uh, series. If I remember The Last Laugh, no, she's... N- I, I, can, I can 100% I can tell you she isn't in any of those previous ones because be a clown is very much just a joker centric thing with the mayor's son um the last oh, laugh yeah, is that. the one, one with the barge and the weird robot clown um what was the other one you mentioned oh, yeah. christmas with the joker is very much his first christmas one it's a bit rough around the edges that episode but it's it's just joker it is just joker and a train for some reason and christmas by any chance <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that's also um yeah, yeah, so it is her first appearance then, but it just seems really late in the series, you know what I mean? Considering... Yeah. I can't tell you for certain where I heard that Batman Animated Series was aired out of order. But I, I like I don't think I would have latched onto that if it isn't true. But if it isn't true, no. But I don't think it really makes a difference anyway. If I am wrong, shoot me, that's you know <laughs> yeah. just kill me because I'm gonna hate myself for getting it wrong. But um I I heard that somewhere. But either way. The series has never really been one to follow continuity, no matter what, really. Even with the other series, is there anything like that? It's all a bit... It, yeah, it is see, that's, see, just... that's one of the... I only have, like, two negative points, right? Just for things that I generally don't like about the animated series. <laughs> First one is I was saying to you last night, why does Batman wear the cowl when he's in the Batcave? It really frustrates me. And when he talks to Alfred, he does the Batman voice. He's got to get in no, the zone. There is no need to do this. They're very minor things that annoy me. But every single time I've ever watched Batman the Animated Series, I know, why is he wearing the cowl in the Batcave? Minor thing bothers me. The other thing that bothers me is the way Robin just kind of pops up every now and then. There's no sort of like continuity for a set of Robin episodes. It's just like Robin's here, he's gone. He's here, he's gone. Everybody's he's at here, college. But it's like, it's like, are you with Robin or are you not? <laughs> there is no indication that you know Robin at any point besides when he's just there. And then next know. episode, he's gone again. He's gone again. Other than that. <laughs> yeah, no, but just so the whole, yeah, the, the whole series is a bit kind of, it doesn't have a continuity, it's just series of week like a monster of the week kind of thing that yeah Yeah. i don't i've never really found that to be detrimental really i do find that it can hinder a full watch through because it kind of it's like it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't keep you hooked you know i really like it so i'm already hooked but it's not like you finish an episode then it's like what how's this gonna progress yes it doesn't progress it's very much like you finish an episode and then do you want to see a different episode or it's not do you want to see the next episode it's very much a different one another one yeah. yes which i think this like batman animated series is the only batman cartoon which is guilty for this actually like even the, one of the most recent ones the the batman which i really love actually is very it's really underrated that actually has a really it's it is it does have a feeling of being different each time but it still has continuity like once robin's introduced Robin's there for the rest of the show. Yes. Once Batgirl's introduced, she's there for the rest of the show. And that kind of thing. And you, you have a that's, first that's introduction the, to Batman, first introduction I'm, to a villain. Yeah. That's the thing I'm saying it doesn't do with this. It's like, Robin's here, then he's not here. Robin's here, then he's not. It's like, oh, is Robin with you or is he, is, isn't he? Like, that's the thing. Whereas, <laughs> you know, the Batman, as you've said, even though, even though I've played that game, that game, 
to death when I was a child. I don't think I actually ever watched the series. <laughs> I think with that series is only that the, the, the crazy. Is that the one with the crazy looking Joker with the dreadlocks and the yeah. sleeves? Yeah. Yeah, I have seen some of it. Okay, I have seen some of it there. You would have remember, only seen some of the first series. I remember, I remember with... the game more than anything. I'm yeah. doing that because that's, that's how we started. I know, I, 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 I get you. Most people won't understand what the hell you're doing, but I fully yeah, understand a, what that a is. A real niche reference. Mm. <laughs> but um, it's... No, but the thing with that, with actually the Batman, the first series was the only one available in England. The rest were region locked. America, yeah. back then, that really might, didn't like that... giving us DVDs. Yeah, that must have been on a TV on a TV channel I had, or I watched I, bits on YouTube or something. Because I yeah. don't, I don't know how I'd have seen it otherwise. I think that one was on TV. But enough of the Batman. Enough of the Batman. <laughs> I'm sick of hearing about him. Back onto the no, back to the animated series, where we are going to talk about Joker's favor. Yes. Do, so what do you do, what do you do, say do, about do, it? Because I've got my, I've got my nostalgia attached to it. What are your feelings on this one? I think it's a good episode. I don't think it's the one of the best. I don't think it's a brilliant one. I mean, no. If I, it was, if it was, if it was the best Joker episode, I'd be a bit concerned, really. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It's a fine episode, and I think it does have some good moments. And as I've said to you, it is Harley's first appearance. Um, whenever I say stuff like that, my brain goes, yeah, but is it really? And then I'm like, yes, it is, you idiot. Have some confidence. <laughs> we've, estab- we've established yeah. that. But, um, and it does kind of, it actually does have a little reference to that in the episode where um, Batman first meets Harley and she tries to trick him, you know, and he's very much just like, no, 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 I'm not falling for that. So it does mm. have a little nod to that. But as with Batman, the animated series, as, as we've discussed, it's not very good at giving us a, a character. But the only time it really ever does that is with Two-Face, really. But this is just... Yeah. Um, most villains don't really get a big, in, huge introduction. But this is Harley's first appearance. And I think I think it's an okay episode. I think it does have some good moments. I think Harley's very strong in it. I think Harley is one of the best characters from the animated series. The voice actor is wonderful. And um, her name is Arlene. So I can't. Aha, well, yes. Something I, I something Arlene I wrote Sorkin. down about it was because because she is from the animated series, isn't yes. she? As not many people actually know that. I find that quite interesting. Or not, but anyway, because um, she's from the animated series, they, they it brings it. Well, come on, we'll come on to this soon. But the idea, if you're saying what is the definitive Batman, it that is an argument that. That is evidence that could lend the argument to say this is the definitive version of Batman. Because, I mean, arguably, is it really arguable at this point? Who is the biggest character? Who is the biggest and most popular character in the current DC Slater films? It's probably Harley Quinn. Because she's the only one that's continued through various reboots. (laughs) She's the only one that stayed there. It's like Suicide Squad. Yeah, you stay on. You could do Birds of Prey. That didn't really work out. Let's stay on. Let's do another Suicide Squad. Yeah, you're still here. And she's kind of the only, her and Wonder Woman at this point, her Wonder Woman and Aquaman are basically the only three at this point. No, and yeah, Harley's been the most consistent in those, really. But I do think Harley's success isn't just down to the writing in the animated series, which is brilliant. I do think a part of it is down to the voice actor, Arlene Sorkin, because she's incredible at making the character so just cheeky but nuanced you know it gives 
um, she she gives Harley depth while also making her kind of upbeat and kind of cheeky. It's I think she's brilliant at doing that, and I do think Harley is probably one of my favourite Batman characters and one of the best. I do think she's just brilliant, and the animated series is responsible for that. And as you were saying, it is an argument for it being the definitive version because what else what other batman mediums are allowed to add a new character and it become permanent the comics are really the only ones that can do that but even then and also the same thing you're saying about mr freeze as well this is the thing that introduced mr freeze's backstory that is now the general known backstory from Mm -hmm. yeah you've said it's been changed and whatever but even like it's been changed for worse (laughs) yeah but again to bring up your uh your nemesis Gotham, when that introduced Mr. Freeze, they did a version of the storyline from Heart of Ice. I can't remember how well they executed that. I remember quite enjoying it, but I don't remember really how well it was. Really weird white hair. Anyway, um, (laughs) but again, it's that argument that it's like the comics is, of course, well, the comics. So that's a given. I was saying, because obviously if you went, what's the definitive version of Batman? You'd obviously go, the comics. So that's just a given. But if you lift it, the adaptations from the comics, what becomes the definitive thing that you look to? If you want to watch something or listen to something, where it, where do you immediately go to? And it's the uh, Batman the Animated Series. Is, there's a lot of evidence already building up from these five episodes alone that is like, mm-hmm. well, it's this one, isn't it? Yeah. But let's be more specific on Joker's favour for now, because we'll have that little discussion in a minute. But um... yes. Really, the way I feel about Joker's favor, obviously, quickly, Mark Hamill, incredible, best Joker ever. No matter what he's doing, you've got to enjoy Mark Hamill. Yeah, he's fantastic, and he's as strong in this as he is in any episode. But the episode itself, I think it's a nice, simple episode. It's a nice story, but nothing kind of groundbreaking. And the Joker's yeah, greatest the ever, and Harley's standout. That's just how it is for me. The thing I like about it kind of comes to the Joker because it is the I like the idea that it's not just the Joker because every time we see the Joker, mostly it's some grand scheme, isn't it? It's something he's planned out, and it's going to be this will happen, and this will happen, and this will happen. But then if that goes wrong, I've got this backup plan. Blah 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 blah. But in this one, there is no grand scheme. It's basically the Joker is just driving. He might be off to a grand scheme. Yeah. But he's just, or he's just pop into the shops. I mean, Either it way, like he was going on holiday. He's got the the. the he's got a lot of luggage. Luggage, yeah. yeah, yeah. But he's kind of just driving, and then this guy has road rage, crashes into the Joker, and then the Joker's like, "Right, how can I, how can I get something out of this situation?" And then so creates a plan out of that. But it's not like this big thing that the Joker was planning, and then Batman's got to try and work out what it is and stop it. It's just Joker going, "You've annoyed me." Now let's annoy you back and then Batman stepping into that situation. But it's, you could have, it could have very easily, if they, you know, changed some things, you could have done an episode without Batman in this case here. Uh, You could have done Batman light to a Nick a Doctor Who phrase episode uh, episode here. And I quite like that just as a concept, just, yes, I like this episode because it's one of the first ones I watched, but also it's just a nice step out of, the usual joker territory that we have yeah it's a nice change of pace and i think although harley doesn't get a huge it's a nice she does still get a good bit of screen time for it yeah and i actually wrote because it was quite funny because i said to you 
and I wrote it as a note. I wrote, not a very grand entrance for Harley. I then think about the definitive thing. But then the next uh, note along was then, well, the cake scene is actually a better introduction. Maybe that would have been, you know, when she does the whole, I am Harley, blah, 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 the joke. That's actually quite a then. She gets the grand entrance, but it's just a bit later on in the episode. Yeah. So maybe they should have introduced her there and then had her in outfit before. It's almost like they yeah. wrote that grand entrance before they wrote the rest of the script. Yeah, where she just pops up before and it's kind of like, who are you? But um, so I do think she kind of gets a grand entrance. It's probably as grand as she probably could have mm-hmm. in this series where it's just, it's not about that. It just goes, villain's there. Let's get on with it. Besides, like you said, Two-Face, has to, they have to transition him from Harvey Dent to Two-Face. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think it's it's a it's a fine episode. Um, it's nice just to see kind of like what what it's like to live in Gotham if you came across the Joker. I don't know if that's a question he ever really is and not really asked very often. Like if you were just in Gotham and you bumped into the Joker, what would happen? Mm. This kind of tells you, like he he was just going to take advantage of your life and ruin he was, it. And you he was initially just away. going to murder you, and then he thought, let's change this up a bit. Like he's, hmm. you yeah, you just uh. well. The lesson of this episode really is don't Harley Quinn's amazing, and also don't have roadway, Ro- roadway, roadway. Fuck. Don't have roadway. Ah, oh, Jesus, George, <laughs> you've, you've, you shoot me right. Let's move on. Go on to the final one on to Robin's reckoning. Robin's reckoning. Some of my favourite episodes. It's a two-parter. Mm-hmm. Robin's reckoning. What did you think? I like it. Oh god, it's good. Yeah, so I, I, I didn't really, you know, I didn't have many things to say about it. I had one minus, one negative point, and that was just Robin's intermittent appearances, as we've, as I've said. The plus was bizarrely just a thing about Bruce Wayne spilling over his drink of all things. So I thought I thought I thought it was quite nice, quite um it was the same thing I was saying about Michael Keaton last week, like that kind of clumsy awkwardness. I thought yeah. I kind of represented represented that same kind of thing. You can relate, I get you. Yeah, sure. And then um the other last two points were just they were nothing, they were just bullet points because um I didn't know if they were positives or negatives. And they were just weird that Batman channels his grief into crime fighting, but doesn't let Robin do the same, despite grooming him. Is Batman against revenge? And then I put, or is he just selfishly against himself grieving anymore? Well, he does actually channel, let Robin channel his grief into crime fighting. The point is, he doesn't want that grief to consume him to the point where he'll kill Tony Zuko. I suppose so. I, am... but then he's, I suppose so, but then he says, uh, I just didn't want him to take you. And I was yeah, like, oh, I that's all that's all well and good. That's more for your benefit than Robin's, really, isn't it? I mean, yeah, Robin, Robin will be dead, but <laughs> you have to deal with the effects of that. Robin doesn't have to, does he? Yeah. But I think it was for two reasons. I don't think he was just... I, I don't believe at the end when he says that. I don't believe he's like, oh, it's just because I didn't want to lose you. I'm like, that's okay, a bit selfish. But it's like, I get that. That's fair enough. But I don't think that's purely the reason. The reason. I really like this ep, these two, this two-parter, because I really like Robin as a character, actually. I really, and I think Dick Grayson is the best Robin. It's just fact. And um, it was nice seeing the dynamic between the two characters here, especially because in the, in the rest of the whole show, it's usually quite pleasant, their dynamic. 
But in this, the dynamic duo is very much... Yes, and that's what it would be like because they are close and there's very much a father-son relationship there, but Dick Grayson is very much his own person. He's not Robin, really. Because, well, he is, but he becomes Nightwing and that's because he's very much his own person and he isn't as dark or moody as Bruce Wayne. He isn't because he's kind of not, he's, he's come to terms with what's happened to his family better than Bruce has. And you can say that is because maybe Dick Grayson is better at dealing with grief, or maybe it's because Bruce did do quite a good job at turning him into a groomed crime fighter. Thank you very much. Yes. Into the point where he's, I don't like saying that groomed. No, he isn't. But that is what that is what he does. Though. Yeah, but he gets a choice. He doesn't just force the kid into it. Does he? Yeah, he doesn't. We never he... see that. Well, you never see that in this episode. As far as this episode implies, Batman saw an orphan and went, ah ha ha, took him under his wing, and then went, put on a mask, boy. You are now my. No, no. That's in this episode, no, 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 no. That's as in much this as episode. In this episode. Dick takes it. Like, no, 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 right, no. no, no. Dick takes episode, it. No, Dick goes right, for himself, right, right. and he goes <laughs> fighting, and then yeah. Batman saves him. He do, he doesn't get the kid and puts him yeah, in an outfit but first. Only because only because Alfred says you need to spend more time with him. So instead of just going, okay, let's have nice fun times, he teaches him how to fight. No, but he is having nice fun times with him, and then the we kid. We never see like, that. We never. You do. We never the see fencing. Them. You do. That's it. Yeah, that's him teaching him how to fight. That's just fencing. That's not. If he were doing, then I'd get it. Yeah, but but that's fun, just fencing. Fun times. Fun times. He's going, come on, Dick. Let's go out to the garden and let's play catch. Not going. Here's a weapon. I'm going to teach you how to use it. It's fencing. Fencing is a sport. And then, no, right. And then when he goes to, the only reason he becomes Robin in this is because Dick decides to go out on his own and find Tony Zuko. And then Batman's got to go save him. That's it's the kid's own damn fault. But no, 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 no. Robin has a choice. I believe that. Don't you say otherwise, because it makes me very sad. No, he doesn't. He was groomed. Fuck you. But um, well, that was quite aggressive. That sorry. But um, he had a choice. But then he wanted to be Robin after he'd been groomed into thinking he wanted to be Robin. But he um, he. He had a choice to the point where he did leave being Robin to become Nightwing. Like he did still want to be a crime fighter, just not under Batman. You know, it's fine. It's fine. But when it comes to actually being Robin, you say so. when it comes to being Robin, just the best at it, Dick Grayson's the best at it because there is an actual father son relationship between Batman and Robin there. So they are very much in sync when it comes to their fighting styles. And he got the most training was when it comes to Tim Drake. It's, you know, when it comes to the other Robins, they, they always latch onto something else. Whereas with Dick Grayson, he's very much, this is my dad. He wears spandex. I also wear spandex, but I don't have any legs because he wants to see my legs. I don't know why he doesn't want me to wear trousers. Because he was groomed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A very dodgy relationship. If you really think about it. Listen, as a kid, I would have been fine with it if I were Robin. Thank you very much. 
Give me those no, legless chaps. Been, but he would have made you think you were. I don't like this. This makes me feel. <laughs> that's that's why I didn't have many notes about this episode because as I was watching it, I was thinking, this is a bit um, questionable, isn't it, by today's no, it standards? Isn't. No, it isn't. It's Robin. It is. Fuck you. Um. So I right. My, I really like this episode because I've always found Robin to be a very interesting character. Because I really and I liked how this episode really shows off that dynamic between Batman and Robin, as I've said. But um, I do like how you get to see Robin be more of his own crime fighter here, and you get hints of him becoming Nightwing through that. And um, one of my favorite bits actually is seeing Batman younger, because in that first in the first part of the two parter, we saw Batman before he. Like when you saw him younger and he was much more aggressive and he was very much a revenge-fueled demon. And I did like that, how he was very much... I prefer I prefer the uh, different logo on his chest as well. Yes, I really do like that logo. I and did prefer you... it to uh, this, uh, this, this one. Yeah. Did you notice on his glove as well, he didn't have his spikes? It was just a normal glove, no spikes. No, I didn't see it. I didn't Some notice that. But... Really interesting details on that. Um younger version of the suit but um it was just nice seeing a younger batman and seeing that that aggression and seeing how he was focused 100 percent on tony zuko because he very much relates to dick grayson because dick grayson went through very much the same thing that bruce went through and i feel like it was nice because because bruce never really in the animated series never got 100 percent focus on joe chill his parents killer he could only really this is the only time he got to focus on someone that similar when it with um tony zuko and i find that very very interesting actually and i think the main thing when it comes to robin dick grayson's robin and batman and this is me being serious now another jokes they they have very similar tragedies in their lives and i think the reason they are so good together is because they find solace in the fact that each other have gone through something very very similar and that's the reason bruce takes him in it isn't for grooming it isn't for anything like that it is because he's <laughs> fuck you it is because <laughs> he sees that dick has been through something which he understands what it's like to be in that situation and at the time he didn't ha- he didn't have a father figure and yes he adopts him because he he wants to be that father figure if you're for him perhaps but then he does get sidetracked with I'm going to go beat him up. Go beat up Tony Zuko. And then it's like Alfred's being like, you numpty, be more of a father to the kid. And then Dick's like, I'm going to go beat him up. So then you've got that parallel there. Because Dick is very much... They are very similar, Dick and Bruce. And that's why they work so well together. Because they're two peas of the same pod. Um, But yeah, I really do like that two-parter. Because it, because I do like Batman and Robin. Yeah, no, I agree. I like it. It's just the only thing is. Don't I you dare! Kind of don't you dare! Don't you dare! No, I just the only thing is, I just kind of think, well, this this is just the Dick Grayson origin story, isn't it? Like, yeah. I don't think I don't really think it does anything unique. No, I think it tells it yeah. well. That's the thing. It's, it's like, yeah, I like this, but I can't really go. Oh, I love this thing about Dick Grayson's origin story because it's just like. That's fair enough. That's just the origin story, isn't it? I don't think there's anything really 
specific to the animated series. Yeah. Which is why I struggled to write any notes about it. But no, uh, that's fair enough. As you can tell, Robin is probably one of my favourite characters. Because I'm now at this age where I'm like, if I were to be a superhero, I couldn't pull off Batman. But the 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 legless tighty whities um, the pants. <laughs> I think I could I think I could, I could make those work, thank you very much. But um yeah. But no. Batman the animated I'm, series. Yes, I can actually put away my notes now because that's everything I've said, but I just have to scroll down to the bottom. Now, before we get on to proper overarching themes with this, and is it really the definitive version? Let me just say one thing. I've never heard anyone say scum quite like Kevin Conroy and actually been mildly concerned. Like if someone says scum, I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. Kevin Conroy says scum. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, he's, 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 it's because it's kids friendly. He can't say piece of, hmm, can he? He has to, it has to be written like scum. And he really pulls that off. I think it's like when Batman says punk, it's like, that's quite, quite nice. It's quite well done. And I think that's, it's, it's just an interesting little tidbit there. But also, when it comes to the whole animated series, I really do like everyone's character design. It's simple, but I really like how they're undeniably the same character. Like, they're simple, but they're sleek and effective. And it works in that city, and it's very much kind of comic book lifted. But it, it's, it's just, I, re- I really do like everyone's character design. It's very nice. The only character design I don't like, however, and this is even with the actual character writing, is Killer Croc. I really hate Killer Croc in this show, like with a violent passion, the way they do it. But other than that, I like all characters. I do. And their designs, and I think they're really nice. Yeah. Why is he white? And why? No, but he's not scary either. He's just played off to be this dumb thing. But you were talking. But I mean, you were talking design, though. Yeah, I like, said design and character characterization. But his design is is terrible because he's just normal man sized. Yeah, I've seen Killer and, Croc and, huge and, he, and he isn't really very croc like, besides from no. a couple of scales on his shoulder mm-hmm. and teeth. And even then, they're not really very crocodile like. And that guy doesn't. Yeah, he's not. He's not great. I really don't think it's a great character. No, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of that. But other than that, I, I would agree with you. But as again, it comes. We're already there. Already at the bus station, so we might as well just embark. And um, that is on the definitive, the definitive element, isn't it? Because mm-hmm. it's that the the reason the costumes, the costumes, the designs <laughs> look so, look so good, is because it's just like right. We need Two Face as an idea. There he is. That is everything you need to know about him. Joker, there he is. That's everything you need to know. And it's all there mm. in that. It doesn't mess around. It doesn't try to be outlandish or insane, usually. It's very much, this is the character we're going for, Batman. Let's give him a nice, simple design. He's under. He's clearly Batman, but he's got a couple of little extra things, you know? Mm. Like Harley Quinn, for example. She's probably like she's probably the one they put the most effort in when it comes to design wise because they would have had to build her from the ground up. There's no starting point with that. But she's like they design her as a Harley Quinn, but they give her a, a unique color scheme, which carries on throughout all mediums until today. And 
they did like it. There is such effort put into the designs, although they're so simple. You know, I just I really, really like them, and they match with the art style. They're very nice, mm. but um, I, I, when I say match with the art style, I mean they 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 match with Gotham as well, with that kind of old timey. You can't pinpoint the time period down, but these costumes you'd think they'd be around at that time because Batman's costume, my dude doesn't have any armor on. It's just no. a shirt, but that fits in the time because it's very much not many people have. There's no one really seems to have much armor back then. You know, no other costumes have that kind of thing. Everything seems the same. It's it's, it's, it's just it's really nice. It's really nice. It's really nice. That's the thing. It's weird because it's all very Art Deco in 1920s. That's the word. But then, but then all the um, costumes are 1940s. Like they've all got flat cups on and all that kind of thing. But then, like I said, I can say it's it definitively happens after 1950 because in the Grey Ghost episode, when they're in that guy's shop there are toys of the creature from the Black Lagoon and um, whatever the alien one was called from that time. Oh, this Island Earth, I think, is the alien one from that time. And they were from the 1950s, those films. So it definitively happens after the 50s. Mm. Yeah. But it's like Ben Batman's car. Who the hell has that kind of car? It's yeah. got an afterburner on the back. I love the afterburner. Thank you. Batman 1966 for the afterburner. Thank you for that. Is that where it comes from originally? Pretty sure, yeah. If I'm wrong, this bit will be edited out. <laughs> That's the thing. I, I can Check edit it this. It's brilliant. That's what I do. If I if I say something that isn't true, I'm just like, <laughs> I didn't say it. But um, another thing which this show does wonderfully is the character themes, by which I mean the music. Every single important character gets a new piece of music or at least adapted from Tim Burton's score. Like Batman's, it was interesting hearing his actual theme. Yes, it's very much Tim Burton's main Batman theme, but it's very different. It is very different. It's the same rhythm, but it's different kind of instruments and it is very different. But Robin, Catwoman, because we didn't get to talk about it, Catwoman gets a... like. Robin's theme is kind of, it's more heroic, less dark. Catwoman's theme is very mischievous, kind of sneaky. Joker's theme is cheeky, but also quite creepy in parts. Um, But like all characters get a theme and they represent the character's personality and who they are. And I think it's, it's very important for the show to invoke kind of an audience response for that it's it's brilliant actually and i think i've said this before obviously i love musical themes for characters and i think this is done brilliantly in this show and it's very important and shirley walker the composer i do think she's probably the best at composing batman i also really like christopher drake stuff but when it comes to like batman's music when it comes to every character she's just brilliant at it and i'll talk more about it next week when we do mask of the phantasm because that theme is yes <laughs> i agree yeah i like music and sound effects there's a train sound effect which aiden what was what's it called the right pl- the thing was i remember the what were you gonna say then the placebo what do you think i was gonna say something else um 
Right, you said to me when you watch these episodes, I just got goosebumps from a train sound effect, right? So I immediately went, that's pathetic, get over yourself. But, I know, it's quite mean. But, <laughs> I was in a bad mood that day. But I then, could uh, tell, I was like, hey, what's <laughs> But then when I watched these episodes, I couldn't find it. I was like, what sound effect was he talking about? Because you didn't about? watch Cat and the Claw. Oh, is that where it was from then? Yeah. Okay, that'll, ex- that'll explain it then. Because I was like going, what? What sound effect? But yeah. There's no trains. Because you no. didn't watch the episode with the train in. There's, yeah, there's another right. episode which I get it more from. But it's it wasn't, a, as I said, it. it wasn't goosebumps per se. But that's the word no, that the I, word, I could think the of. The term you were looking for was, it's actually Proustian fashion. But the uh, the way that it was utilized is what's known as the Proustian effect, which is when you hear or see something or taste something or have some sort of one of your five senses, which transports you back to a memory. That's the idea of it. I've always described it as that bit from Ratatouille mm-hmm. where the critic eats the Ratatouille and he just goes, I'm in my childhood again. It's basically anything that you see or hear etc etc that um makes you have that effect so that's what happened to you so you went i've got goosebumps from a sound effect when i was like get over yourself when really you had the proustian effect which made you think i'm six years old again yes i used the wrong word naden decided to penalize me for it yes because saying i got goosebumps from a tree yeah sound effect but it was a, a very like... specific sound effect you son of a bitch it's really latched onto my brain i've been like i'm gonna beat him up in a minute because of that <laughs> but um it's a very specific sound and then aiden do you want to know what aiden knows. said do you want to know what yes do you want to know what aiden said well then go stand at piccadilly square he was proper <laughs> proper yeah, sassy with me because <laughs> you we were going on like train sound effects I was going, well, if you like train that that if you like trains that much you just go just go to manchester piccadilly i know though. he was proper <laughs> mean to me <laughs> stand there all day listening to trains go by just breaking down all day no long. just crying <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a child again. Uh, <laughs> All right, sir, move along. <laughs> Have you got a ticket? No, I'm just here to hear the... Oh, okay. Security. Ah, oh, Jesus. Uh, uh, you know, one day you're going to tell me you got goosebumps from something and I'm just going to get so aggressive. You're going to be like, where'd this come from? And I'm just going to no, bring this because up. Because whenever I say it, they're for a genuine, like moments like somebody will say something or something like will what? happen and i'll go oh i got goosebumps from that when it's just but it wasn't oh, it was, i got chills it's a, it's a very specific sound it's but it brought me <laughs> back and we were yeah right you're being just... i'm being facetious but still doesn't make sense i mean it does now that we come to the conclusion i used the wrong word it does make sense if you said I had the Proustian effect. I'm sorry but, I didn't say I had the I Proustian can... effect. I'm not some <laughs> sort of snob who knows the and word Proustian. I... I'm sorry. <laughs> and then I can say, oh, I'm with you there. But if you say... Oh, oh I'm goosebumps. with you. But when you say goosebumps, no. Go fuck yourself. Sorry. Right. Yes. Batman. <laughs> I had to get that off my <laughs> well, chest. I really well. had to get that off my chest. But, um, another, another moment to clip there. Oh, yes. But um, I've gone really. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> but um, no, is Batman the Animated Series the definitive version? I'll ask you first because 
I have an answer. What do you think? I'm going to say, yeah. obviously, the comics is the definitive one. So we're not talking about that. I mean, for an interpretation for wider media, what is the thing that if you said to somebody, let's get you into Batman, I think you have to point them to this. I don't think there's any other way you can do it. And the reason I can really say that is because I grew up on the Lego Batman games. And that is very much this transported into that, very much so. So I think you've got even just from a generation of kids like me who have grown up with that and interpreting that as their version of Batman. On top of that, you've now got other things like Gotham taking the Heart of Ice storyline and doing that because that's just the version of Mr. Freeze they assume is correct. You've got Justice League very much get casting... Um, oh, what the hell is his name? J. Jonah Jameson. What's his name? J.K. Simmons. You've got... They've, ca- they've got J.K. Simmons cast in Justice League just because he looks a bit like the guy from the animated series. You've got... Harley Quinn being the most successful and popular DC character at the moment in films at least, but I believe probably in merchandise and because she's got her own animated series that does really, really well and sparked the whole, uh, you know, Batman Endeavours uh, Endeavors debate that we touched on episode one that came from the Harley Quinn animated series. So very much everything that we interpret as being Batman now mostly has come from the animated Mm. series no matter how much it's changed you can look at a lot of things and it all comes back to this Mm. and i think to say for certain those those first three seasons of batman the animated series not including the fourth new adventures of batman those first those first three series if we take out killer croc i would say is the definitive interpretation of batman i think you interpretation uh, that's the word yes yes, you can have loads of different interpretations and i really do like others but i think when it comes to getting everything kind of right and being he doesn't kill and having harley and joker and all that kind of stuff and having all the characters really well written and not trying to like when it comes to being the 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 definitive closest interpretation to what Batman probably should be, like as a baseline, I think it is, it does that perfectly. And I think it is, and I think it's wonderful. And because there's obviously other things that you think, oh, I'd quite like them to have done this, mm. like going more into maybe like, you know, your old favorite year one and year two Batman. You could maybe which I got a little bit that. from in Robin's Reckoning. Yeah, r- loosely, but you can you can say oh, I would have liked to have seen some of that. Then it's also like because it's a kids show, it's just saying well yeah, but this is just about this Batman now. Mm-hmm. And anything where you think well I would have liked this, they tend to be from other time periods. Like if you wanted to say, wish we could have got Red Hood in it, mm, different time period. I wish we could have got Dark Knight Returns in it, mm, different time period. But for this period of Batman, where it's just the adventures of Batman, essentially. I can't think of anything that I can say. I wish they could have done, well, take his cowl off when he's in the Batcave. But uh, I don't think there's anything I can think of where I can say, I wish they'd done this with this character, if this person had done this instead. 
there's very little if anything i can think of where i'd say well they should have done this with the joker instead because no it's the perfect joker yeah everything is just kind of if you want to change something it's usually just because you want a different story or a different interpretation really but if you want kind of just the baseline for what batman is fundamentally or should be fundamentally i say this is the version you should go looking for and as i've said i do love year one and kind of year two that kind of time period for batman but uh, but my two favorite time periods are that time period where he's just starting out well not just starting out where he's that cusp i've explained it before yes. my other favorite is when he's in his prime not age-wise, but when it comes to time-wise, his prime with the first Robin. Because I think that's actually the happiest time for Dick Grayson and Batman. Because the next, like, literally, you look like 10 years in the future, then you've got Jason Todd, who's been killed. And it's like, that one didn't go quite as well as the first one. Whoops. Bit miserable. Uh, but, um, no. Batman the Animated Series. My voice almost lost me there. I think it is wonderful brilliant amazing fantastic if you haven't seen it and you are a fan of batman go what watch the hell it. are you doing with yourself yeah <laughs> what about you aiden final thoughts it is very good yes 10 out of 10 actually no and it 10, is, it 9.5 is. out of 10 because killer croc should piss yeah. off well, 9.99 then because he's a very minor element yeah. isn't he how many episodes is he in total probably about three or something so and recall through four there we go then so not many but yes he is you know i've said this before and when we were talking about who's our favorite bat batman we settled on keaton but if you were to include animation as well i'd always go for old kevin boy yes when it comes to favorite batmans often you can't you can't instinctively include animations because there's a lot of stigma around animation. People just say, oh, it's for kids. Yeah, and I think sometimes if you say who's the best Batman, you when you say that, you tend to mean live action. Yeah, you? That tends I get to you. be what you mean. But if if we include animations and all that, the problem, poor Michael Keaton does get shunted down a wee bit because it's um, Kevin Conroy at the top and then you've got quite a list of others. Like Rina and then basically, well, you, and then well basically you've got the list of all the different Kevin Conroy ones he's played, haven't you? Because he's done yeah. about 17. Well, he's he's played Batman the most. Well, technically. I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah. He won't stop. The guy's like, I don't know how old he is now, but he's proper get, getting on a bit. But he's still like voicing Batman in games. And it's like, dude, you do not sound the same. He doesn't. He's proper. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, Kevin Conroy, best Batman. So, Aiden, what am I doing next week? I don't know, it's your podcast. <laughs> Next week, we are covering Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. Yes. Which is still animated series. It's still the animated series, but it's one of those where it's like everything's summed up in one. It's, it? it's The Mask of the Phantasm is a Batman animated series film where it's properly, it's got a bigger budget and it's a bigger kind of all-rounding story and there's lots of very interesting elements there it's basically batman but animated it's still series. that same world isn't it yes it's that world that character just with a bit more time and effort put into one big story but um thank you very much for listening everyone and we'll see you next week same bat time same bat channel keep waving keep waving keep waving